Ladies and non-egalitarians, Andy here, day 167 of the Inner Winner Show. So this is a topic that I talked about in a previous episode, the episode I did on double standards. And one of my Patreons and also a coaching client of mine, Joe, he sent me a message or an email and he said, I really liked that episode. I really liked that you talked about equality in relationships towards the end of that episode. And you said that, you know, it's never going to be a fully equal, you're never going to have a fully equal relationship. That dream is just that it's a dream. It's ne- it's not the way uh, real life works. Right. And so I said to him, I'm going to flesh that out into a full idea. Cause he said he was thinking of giving it to a girl that he's dating. He said, I might just give this entire episode to a girl that I'm seeing. Cause she keeps bringing up this topic of equal. So I'm probably going to be a little more gentle in this one because I'm doing this episode for him to give to any girls that he's seeing because I look after my Patreons like that. So he can give this to the girl that he's seeing. And I also want you guys, if any of you have you know, a girl that you're seeing that ever mentions the topic of equality or something, this will be an episode that you can probably just give to her, right? Or if any of your friends talk about, you know, that's a double standard or you're being a hypocrite, you can just give this episode to them. So the basic premise is no relationship is ever going to be equal. It is literally impossible. And the notion of equality in general is completely bullshit. It's complete bullshit. It's a naive utopia dream that people make because they think it sounds lovely. It sounds like a nice concept. Off the bat, a fully equal relationship sounds really nice. You know, that sounds like we're working together. You know, we can both be equal. We can do equal amounts of chores and, you know, everything can be on a level playing field and you can respect me just as much as I respect you. And there'll be no like power dynamic, no power differential between the two of us. Everything will be equal and perfect and it will be sunshine and rainbows and love. And just like every other time anyone ever talks about some sort of utopia or perfect equality, what does that lead to? That leads to fucking evil, the definition of evil, fucking socialism, communism, all that stuff, hundreds of millions of people dead. Anytime someone says the word equality to you, they are naive at best, evil at worst. But I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. So most of the time when people talk about equality, they are saying it because it sounds really nice. And it does sound nice. Off the bat, just taken at face value, equality in a relationship sounds like like a nice thing. Imagine if both people could be on a level playing field. That would be nice. Now, that isn't reality. And any woman who is honest will tell you she doesn't want a man who's exactly equal to her because her first thought will be, shit, I probably could have done better, right? This is the basic of almost every relationship. Let's just say 99.999% of relationships. Women like men that they can respect, that they can look up to, that they can feel is bringing something to the table for them, whether that's resources, whether that's mentoring, whether that's he's slightly older, whether that's he's more confident, whether that's he's taller, you know, he has his shit together. It doesn't matter, right? Maybe he's just bigger and stronger. Maybe he takes the lead a little more. Whatever it is, women like guys that they look up to. 99.999% of relationships are like that. If you find me an exception, cool. You found one exception. I'm going to point to the 99.999% that aren't the exception and We're going to go with basic statistics and say, I'm more likely right because I can point to the 99.9% and you found one exception. So relationships are never meant to be equal. 
you also run into, and the word, the reason I use the word evil at the start is you run into all sorts of nightmare scenarios when you try and force a relationship to be equal. I'll go, I'll go through that at the end of this episode, but I want to just start by kind of just walking you through some different ways that a relationship is not equal. There is almost always an age inequality in relationships. Most relationships, the two people are not the same age. A lot of the time, that's the man is older. Sometimes every now and then it'll be that the woman is older. And sometimes it'll be that they're at the same age. But a lot of the time, there'll be an age differential. That's just kind of how things work, right? You probably, unless you're still in high school or university, you're not dating people who are exactly your age. There's usually a one or two year age difference. There you go. That's an inequality. That's not entirely equal, is it? A lot of the time in a relationship, the man will make most of the decisions. That's not equal, is it? That's not even remotely equal. That's not fair. If you want to call it fair, it's not equal. If you two live together, most of the time, one of you will end up doing slightly more chores than the other person. That's not equal. That's how it goes. One of you might do most of the cooking. One of you might do most of the vacuuming. One of you might be a little bit messy and the other one is a neat freak and the neat freak ends up doing more chores. How is that fair? That's not equal. And that's not necessarily what you want to strive for anyway. You don't, because this is one of the problems that comes with you trying to force everything in a relationship to be equal or trying to say you're not allowed to have any double standards in a relationship or you one of neither of you can be a hypocrite in a relationship. You both have to be equal footing. It has to be perfectly equal and fair and balanced and all of that. One of the negatives that comes from that is you both don't have equal tools for doing certain tasks. What do I mean by that? Imogen, my girlfriend, loves to cook. She's pretty damn good at it. I fucking hate cooking. I cannot stand cooking. I loathe it. I despise it. She has the tools to be a good cook and enjoy being a good cook. I don't. I don't want the tools either. I hate it. If we said, okay, Imogen, you have to cook 50% of the time and I have to cook 50% of the time because that's equal and that's fair, the end result is not equal, right? That means... She gets to cook half the time and really love doing it and it's great and we have a great meal and she really loves doing it. So she gets a positive outcome, a positive end result. And my 50% of the time when I have to cook, I fucking hate it. I despise it. I think this isn't fair. I resent the fact that I have to do it and now resentment will build between the two of us. How is that fucking fair? I have a terrible outcome. She has a great outcome. That's why... That's a a really good example of why I say equality or striving for perfect equality is evil, can quickly turn into evil. You are literally committing evil. You are making one person suffer. Now, what we have done, the two of us, she likes to cook. So guess what? She does most of the cooking and she's really happy, right? I don't like cooking. Let's figure out something I do like. I actually like fucking vacuuming. I really enjoy vacuuming. I don't know why. I think it's that I like turning chaos back into order. I like to see like, you know, a messy floor. And then 20 minutes later when I'm done, it's beautiful and pristine. I really like that. There's like some autistic part of my brain that's like, I want to turn the chaos into order. I really like that. 
I like cleaning for the same reason, just all sorts of general cleaning. I like scrubbing. I like fucking mopping the floors. I love that shit. I really genuinely enjoy that shit. I'll put a podcast on or some music and I just get to like meditate and go zen. Imogen doesn't really like doing that stuff. She doesn't hate it, but she certainly doesn't like it, right? So if we said, right, you have to do 50% of the chores, that's fair. That would mean I'm literally taking away from something I enjoy doing out of some weird misguided sense of equality and fairness and everything has to be equal and there can't be any double standards or hypocrisy or anything. What the fuck is the point of that? So what we have done is she just cooks, I'll clean, and we just kind of play it by ear. If one of us doesn't want to clean one day and we want the other one to, fine, we'll just talk about it. We're not sitting there, you know, freaking out about keeping tally of, you know, how many times have you cleaned? How many times have I cleaned? How many times have you cooked? How much have I cooked? I will quickly throw in, if you are in a relationship with someone, you live together and neither of you like cleaning, just fucking pay a housemaid. Go to care.com, go to taskrabbit.com. These are super cheap services. There's like fucking $15 an hour and someone will come and clean your house for you. You can't tell me that you don't have like, you know, $30 a week to spend on someone else cleaning. So just do that. If you genuinely don't like cleaning, neither of you outsource that shit. You shouldn't be doing something that you hate. Life is way too short for you to waste time on something that you hate when some other motherfucker will do it for you for like $15 now. Let's talk about more inequalities in relationships. There is usually an inequality with which person is the stronger person or like the less emotional person, or maybe you'd define it as the person who's the rock. Usually that will be the man, right? Most of the time that will be the man. In my relationship with Imogen, that's absolutely me. She cries like 700,000 times more than I do, right? I think I've cried twice in in the entire three years we've been together. And both of those times was while I was on LSD. So I don't even know if that counts, right? It was like happy tears. So I don't cry out of sadness. I just don't. I I just don't cry out of sadness. I never will because that would feel like giving up to me. I always kind of have my shit together. Like, I guess that's the definition of a rock, right? I wasn't always this way. So if you're not that way, don't stress. Like that's something that you just work on over time as you keep improving yourself, as you keep achieving your goals, you will eventually develop into a rock. Age helps as well. You know, when I was fucking 20, I was crying every fucking day. So there's usually an inequality with which person is stronger and looks after the other one when the other one is emotional. It's always me. You know, Imogen does support me. She does do a hell of a lot for me. There are a lot of times when I will be down about something and I will bounce ideas off her and she'll be fucking amazing. So I'm not saying that I'm the rock 100% of the time, but let's say 85% of the time I'm the rock, yeah? And then 15% she is. So that's not fair. What if I started to build up resentment? If I focused on this idea of, you know, things have to be equal. There can't be a double standard. You know, I would start building up resentment. I'd start to dislike her. I wouldn't feel like we're on the same team in a relationship together. I'd feel like, you know, she's not giving me what I need because I'd be so obsessed with this idea of equality. This is the problem with notions like affirmative action where you say, I want a specific number of women in this uh, office and we're going to just hire any woman we can. You're so obsessed with this idea of, you know, 50%, 50% that you're not looking at merit anymore. That's a whole different topic. We could probably have a fucking 15 podcasts on that shit. But yeah, I'm the rock. Most of the time, the man will be the rock or one of you will be the rock. It's probably mostly going to be the man. That's not fair. That's the way it is though. Like, am I going to say to her, 
Because again, we can go back to tools, the idea of tools. I have the tools as a 33-year-old man who has his shit together. I have the tools to be the rock. She's only 21 at the moment. She's female. She's still working through a hell of, And when I say she's female, because she's going to get more emotional, right? She's working through a hell of a lot of her self-improvement at the moment. She isn't at a point where she has her shit together fully. She has it mostly together, but she's not like 100%, you know, shit together. She's not ready to mentor other people. My job is literally fucking coaching people, right? Mentoring people. I have tools that she doesn't have yet. It wouldn't be fair for me to say, we have to be each other's rock 50% of the time. That's not fair. That's saying to someone who doesn't have the tools, hey, you have to do as good a job as me, or you have to do as equal a job as me. You have to put in as much time as I do, as much effort as I do. You have to be just as rockish as I am. That's not fucking fair. There is always an inequality in most relationships with sex drive. A lot of guys struggle with this. There'll be most of the time, like the guy, I mean, sometimes it it is a reverse. I shouldn't say that. Let's say usually the guy will have a higher sex drive than the girl, right? If you're so obsessed with this notion of equal, which I used to be, I should give context. I used to be really obsessed with this idea that a relationship had to be equal. And I used to use the phrase double standard all the time. I was so fucking combative with it, with two of the girls that I was in the first two relationships with. I would constantly say like, oh, you're being a hypocrite or that's a double standard or that's not fair. How come I do this for you and you don't do this for me? How is that fair? I was so obsessed with this notion of double standards and shit, especially when it came to sex drive. I had this weird dumb notion that as much as I want sex, which is every fucking day, right? She should want to have sex that much too. And I went even further and said, I initiate sex all the time, basically, 100% of the time. That's not fair. You should be initiating sex 50% of the time. And I should be initiating sex 50% of the time. Again, we can go back to tools and say, that's not fair. I have testosterone that makes me horny as fuck. I mean, look at a male fucking dog. They just start humping other dog's legs. They start humping your leg. They start humping a chair leg. The men of most species are the ones that are horny. Guys fucking from the age of like 13, when you first discover your dick, you start rubbing it on everything. You start trying to put it in everything. Like you're jerking off like five times a day. Girls aren't doing that shit. Yes, they explore their sexuality, but they're not like, they don't have that lust, that drive, that like, I have to just shove my dick in something right this second. It isn't fair for me, the person that's thinking about sex all the damn time, to say to someone who isn't, hey, you should be initiating sex all the time. Because what I'm essentially saying is, you should have to take on this burden. You should have to do this chore of thinking about sex, like keeping it in your mind, maybe setting a calendar reminder or something for yourself so you don't forget. And then you should try and initiate sex, even though I'm sitting here like horny myself. That's not fair. That's two people with different tools, different needs, different sex drives. And I'm saying it should be equal. And so many people do this. Guys do this the worst, I think, where they will say it's not fair I initiate sex all the time. How come you don't initiate it? I actually had this conversation with like the second girl that I dated. We had a big conversation over several months. And looking back, I feel so fucking bad for her because she tried so hard. We had this conversation like 20 times where I was like, I just feel like you don't want me, right? Like you never initiate sex. And she was like, I do want you, baby. I want you so bad. But like, I just forget or 
I don't know how to initiate sex or, you know, I'm sorry. I just, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm such a fuck up. Like she thought there was something wrong with her. Cause me and my fucking feminized brain, thanks feminism. I used to be a hardcore feminist. Thanks feminism. Feminism told me like everything should be equal in a relationship. And so I put that on her and said, like, it's your fault. And so she tried. She set calendar reminders. Like, how cringeworthy is this? I made this poor girl do this shit. She set calendar reminders to say, like, you know, initiate sex with me. And she would do it. Like, she'd do a great job of it. She was very fucking sexy when she did it. I loved it. It Made me feel like, oh, yeah, see, she does want me. But what happens? Life gets in the way. She's not the one with the crazy high sex drive. That's me. And she would sometimes forget to initiate sex. And as soon as she did, I'd be like, fuck, we're not equal. Like, you know, she hasn't initiated sex at all this week. I've done it three times. Like, this isn't fair. She's got a double standard. Why doesn't she care about me? All this kind of like negative toxicity that comes when you are so obsessed with equality and, you know, perfect, fair, fair balance. It's a a childish, naive notion. It absolutely is. And you have to let it go because it's not the way any relationship is. No relationship is equal. No relationship can ever be equal. And I will go further and posit no relationship should ever be equal. It's not an ideal. People are so obsessed with this ideal of equality, but what you actually get is fucking evil when you try and implement equality because you have to force people to do things they don't want to do. She didn't want to initiate sex as much as me. She loved having sex with me. She loved when I initiated it. She didn't want to initiate it as much as me. I was forcing her to do something she didn't want to do. Just like with the chores stuff and cooking. If you strive for equality, you have to, by definition, force people to do something they naturally don't want to do. That is why equality is evil. It is actually evil. That is why hundreds of millions of people have to die in order for you to have perfect, you know, socialism and equality and stuff. You literally have to kill the people who don't want to do what you want them to do. You have to murder them. You have to let them starve to death. They have to be collateral damage on your magical plan of equality and utopia. You literally have to commit evil on an insane scale that none of us can even close our eyes and comprehend because you have this childish notion. I shouldn't say it's childish because that's being too charitable. This evil, fucked up, evil fucking notion that things should be equal. Things can never be equal. They will never be equal. Equal is evil. Letting people do what they want to do is the definition of good. Okay? So let's go through some more inequalities. I will also say, I'll do a quick shout out and say, thank you, the red pill. The red pill saved me on that one. It was when I first discovered the red pill and I started reading all that shit on there and they were like, you know, equality is bullshit. You shouldn't be going for equality in a relationship, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh shit. And I was still dating that same girl. And I showed her a lot of those red pill articles and she was like, wow, this makes sense. Yeah. Now I understand why I don't like to initiate sex because I want you to do it. It's harder when you as the man lust after me and initiate sex and fuck me. Like you're the man, you're supposed to fuck me. Yes, sometimes I will initiate it, but I like it when it's 95% you. And I was like, yeah, okay, maybe we'll try that. And guess what? It was much easier. The sex was way better. I didn't have resentment. I didn't feel like she doesn't care about me. You know what I mean? She doesn't love me. She's not having sex with me. She's not initiating. Why is it my job? Like once I let go of all that, we we could just relax and do what we naturally wanted to do, which was me fuck her and her enjoy being fucked by me, right? There are other inequalities in relationships. Money is a great one. How many relationships 
do both people have the exact same amount of money? I'm going to posit zero. How many relationships do both people earn the same amount of money? I'm going to say zero. How many relationships do they, you know, pay for equal stuff? I'm going to say almost zero. It's pretty rare. I, I pay for shit for Imogen more than she pays for shit for me, right? It's not by a massive amount, but there's some inequality there. What if we kept tally and constantly wrote down every single thing that I ever buy for her and every single thing that she ever pays for me? That wouldn't be a good relationship, would it? We'd be obsessing about... It'd be like you're you're sitting there waiting for one of you to fuck up and the first time one of you forgets something or the first time like one of you buys just a little too much for the other person, you're going to constantly be like, eh, you're going to hit the buzzer, you're going to be like, bah. you made a mistake. You paid for too much for me or I paid for more than you have. You owe me. Like, how is that a relationship? That's like a fucking competitive, combative shit fest. That's not a loving, healthy relationship. A loving, healthy relationship is where you both do what you want to do. And if one of you enjoys buying a little more than the other person does and paying, you know, for a little more than the other person does, then fucking do that. Don't sit there and obsessively keep track of who's done who for what, who's done what for whom. You know what I mean? This isn't a tally. You're not supposed to be keeping tally and keeping track of, you know, who's winning. It's not a fucking competition. It's certainly not a battle. Lots of other relationships or lots of relationships can be unequal in that one person might be banging more girls. Like, it might be an open relationship on one side. It is with me and Imogen. And now, I know that's not most relationships. I know most relationships are monogamous. But, like, in my relationship with Imogen, we now have sex with girls together. But, like, she's not going off and having sex with guys, right? I'm having sex with girls with her, yes. But for a while there, I was just having sex with girls by myself, separate from her. That's not equal. Even right now, you can argue, and I'm sure a lot of people would, that it's not fair or balanced or equal because I'm the one that wants to have sex with other girls more than she does. She enjoys it. She loves it. It's good fun. But I'm the one that needs to do it. I'm the one that told her from the moment we met, like, this is a need of mine. This will never go away. This is part of who I am. I want to do this. I will always want to do this. And I'm not compromising on this no matter what. And she was like, yeah, that's fine. So she's not the one that needs to do that. That's not equal, is it? That's not fair. People say that's a double standard. Well, grow the fuck up is what I would say to them. Yeah, that's a double standard. Almost everything in our relationship is unequal or a double standard, but we both just do the things that we both want to do and we happen to like doing those things together. Yeah, this isn't a tally. This isn't a competition. This isn't like a power power differential or something. We're not both sitting there going, who has more power? Because guess what? I think all of you will be able to say, I'll give you five seconds, which one of us in this relationship, me and Imogen, which one of us has more power? You got five seconds. It's me. If you couldn't figure that out, you're fucking retarded. It's me by a long shot. It's me by like orders of magnitude. It's not even remotely a fair relationship. It's certainly not an equal relationship. I am 33, soon to be 34. She's 21. That's already unfair. I want to go off and have a lot of sex with girls. And yes, we share that together, but I have that sex drive. I'm the one that wants to fuck other girls. That's not fair. I earn more money than her. That's not fair. I have my own coaching business. That's not fair. I'm further ahead in life. That's not fair. I can sit here and list 500 different ways in which I am doing things that she isn't, or I am a person that she isn't yet. And yes, she will get there, but she, I have a fucking 12 year head start on her. That's never going to be fair. Even her mother 
who loves me to bits, at some point said to her, you know, just keep in mind that he is an older man and there will be like, you know, a power dynamic there. People can clearly see that. That's not equal. It will never be equal. Okay, maybe it'll be equal by the time I'm 50 and she's 40. At that point, yeah, we're pretty much peers, right? Like, because you grow closer, the age gap diminishes as a percentage the older you get, obviously. If I'm 90 and she's 80, we're pretty much the same fucking age, right? Whereas right now, me at 30 and her at 20, that's a huge difference. I've lived 50% of her life extra. So relationships are never going to be equal. You shouldn't be striving for that. In fact, if you are striving for equality, you are striving for evil by definition, because the only way to get equality is to force people to do something they don't want to do, either to force her to you to do more chores or force you to do more cooking or force her to initiate sex more or force her to spend money on you if she doesn't really want to and maybe you enjoy spending money or, you know, th- there's just always too many power differentials or uh, differences in a relationship. In terms of needs, wants, preferences, likes, dislikes, all that kind of stuff. You can't strive for equality. Please don't strive for equality. Do the things that you want to do. Let her do the things that she wants to do. And then you come together and kind of, you know, meet somewhere in the middle. There will be some compromises for sure. I do do things that I don't want to do. She does things that she doesn't want to do. But for the most part, you don't force it too much. You make those little compromises because you like being together. But you can't sit there and make massive compromises. Otherwise, there's no point being together. Don't smash through your deal breakers. If you have a deal breaker or a hard boundary, don't force yourself through it just because you think, oh, but I have to be equal, right? Like, A good example is if you're a guy who decides, like, I absolutely want an open relationship, I'm not willing to compromise on that. Like, I have to be able to sleep with other girls. Don't force yourself not to do that just because you think, oh, but that's not fair. That wouldn't be equal. That would be hypocritical of me. That would be a double standard. Fuck that shit. You do what you want to do, and then you go looking for girls who are okay with you or who are, like, happy that you're doing that, and girls who are going to do what they're going to do. And you're happy that they're doing that, yeah? Two people who are doing what they want to do, but they come together and they're both happy that each other are doing that. Because if you sit there spending all this time stressing and being anxious about whether things are equal, you just become really neurotic. You can't actually relax and just enjoy the relationship. You'll constantly be keeping tally, like this is a competition, It's a very combative way of having a relationship. It's not you and me on the same team. It's like you versus me. We got to keep score. I got to make sure neither of us win because then that wouldn't be fair. That's a horrible, horrific way of looking at a relationship. You shouldn't be keeping track of who's winning. Here's how you know who's winning, right? I'll give you a spoiler alert. You should both be winning. Otherwise, it's not a healthy relationship and you need to get the fuck out. Here's how you know someone's winning. Here's how you know you're both winning. You look at her and her in your life, and this can be someone you're dating casually or friends with benefits, or it can be your girlfriend or your wife, whatever. It doesn't matter, right? Any kind of relationship, even a friendship, even a business relationship, even people you work with, literally any human-to-human relationship. Here's how you know you're both winning. You look at that person and you say, life is just a little bit better or maybe a lot better, but at least just a tiny bit better that I interact with them. And they can look at you and say, yeah, life is just a tiny bit better because I interact with you. That's how you both win congratulations, you both just won. If you're happy that that person is interacting with you and in your life, you won. Congratulations. This isn't like one person has to win and one has to lose. This isn't a zero-sum game. That's the other issue with equality, and I could do a whole podcast on that. It's a fucking loser's mentality to think that this shit is a 
zero-sum game and that one person has to win and one person has to lose. No, you can both win if you both like each other, you're both happy that the other person is there. They add more to your life than they take it away, than they take away from it. Because, yes, everyone will have little bits and pieces that annoy you or maybe they have, you know, some negative thing that takes away from your life. But overall, the net positives absolutely outweigh that. That's how you know that you're winning. That's how you know that person is winning. And if you're both together and you're winning, that's the opposite of a zero-sum game. You've just generated happiness. You've just generated wealth out of nothing. And that's what every relationship should be. It should be mutually beneficial. You should both be creating happiness together out of nothing. You should both say, I'm, you know, we're both better people because we're interacting with each other. We're both better people because we're in a relationship together or we're friends or business partners or whatever. So don't keep tally. Just ask yourself the question, does this person add to my life and do I add to theirs? Or another way of phrasing that is, am I happy with them and are they happy with me? That's all that really matters. Fuck equality. It doesn't matter. Just find people that make you happy and that you make them happy as well.